We're going to talk about power. Why are we going to talk about power? Gosh, I didn't write that down, but there's a good reason, I'm sure. So, screw that. I'm going to read what I wrote down. There are just, no, these are just, oh man, this is going great. Can we start over? No, we can't because we're live. I'm being told to keep going. These are just preliminary remarks on power. I don't have a model yet, uh, but I'm operating on the assumption that the vast majority of us are in the 80% outsider group with respect to power, with respect to, let's say, humanity as a whole. Don't worry, I'll explain this in a second. Uh, We therefore pay much attention via mass media, YouTube, watching videos on the screen. We pay much attention to a world we can't affect like we're watching a video on a screen. Oh, look, I wrote that down because it's so true. Asking what's going on out there in this circumstance, like you're watching the world like it's a, like it's a thing on a TV, on a, any sort of screen that you can't affect, is like talking to a television, talking to the TV, which is not a good thing to do, right? If you're talking back to me right now, stop it. Stop it. This is Retrace segment number 33. It's Friday, October 28th, 2022. It's 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Retrace is about what's going on out there. Why are we talking about power? Well, we're not really talking about power. We're talking about outsiders. Why are we talking about outsiders? Well, that's what we are. Right? You, me, Retrace is definitely outsiders. We do not have the inside track. I think I mentioned this on the last segment or a recent segment. We're not insiders to anything. What does that mean? It means something about power. What does it mean about power? Great question. I don't have a great answer, or I don't have a model, but I have some things that might interest you, and that might also affect you. What is, what's the definition of power? Let's go to Bertrand Russell. He's got, I've looked at a lot of stuff, up, there's a whole shelf. <sighs> there's so much on this. So many people have tried to figure this out. So many people have, authors, right? Authors are not, authors are primates, but primates are not necessarily authors. They've written a lot. They've said a lot. A lot of people think they understand power, but very few of the people who have power are using up the oxygen in the discussion about power. I think that's a safe statement. Bertrand Russell is somewhere in between. He did well as far as he, as, as he reached, but he was not particularly hungry for power, you know, compared to a, um, a Xerxes or Alexander or Trump or Biden or these people who get, you know, real power. Here's what Bertrand Russell has to say about how to define power. Power may be defined as the production of intended effects. The production of intended effects. It is thus a quantitative concept. Given two men with similar desires, if one achieves all the desires that the other one achieves, and also other desires, he has more power than the other man. I'm paraphrasing a little bit because he doesn't write it very well. Surprising for Russell. (laughs) But there is no exact means of comparing the power of two men of whom one can achieve one group of desires and another, another group of desires. Nonetheless, it is easy to say roughly that A has more power than B if A achieves many intended effects and B only a few. 
So the production of intended effects, if you have the same desires, if we, you and I have exactly the same desires and I achieve nine of them and you achieve eight, I'm more powerful than you. Maybe one of yours was to be a YouTube channeler and I did it and you didn't. Me, I win. I win. That was the ninth one. You didn't get it. Dennis Wrong, who we will always hope is right. Dennis H. Wrong, that's his last name, Wrong, says this related thing about the absence or failure of power. When attempts to exercise power over others are unsuccessful, when the intended effects of the aspiring power wielder are not in fact produced, we are confronted with an absence or a failure of power. So intended effects, again, he agrees, intended effects. Power is at least about intended effects. It's probably much more complicated than that, or there wouldn't be 35 books on the shelf over there about the subject in various forms and formats. All right. Um, I feel like we have to talk about waste of resources with respect to power. At least this one remark. We're outsiders, right? We want to... We Like, it's not... It's, it's cool to be an outsider until you realize that you're unlikely to be that special kind of outsider who has who produces intended effects you're just an outsider you're just out in the rain you're not out in the rain doing a concert and suddenly everybody catches on and is attending to your outsider act of no you're just in the rain the vast majority of outsiders are just out in the rain there's nothing redeeming about it it's not sexy it's not romantic it's wet and cold the outsider out in the rain does not want to waste resources. What resources? Time? Energy? What Do you need others? I mean, resources, the definition of resources with respect to, you know, what can be done in the world with things. Things become resources when we have the technology to use them. That comes from oh, uh, Zubrin, a case for space. Um, but you don't, if you're an outsider... Or, or and and also you're out. You're if you're an outsider, it's with respect to a specific power group or power circumstance. You don't want to waste resources if you're if you know you're an outsider and you're trying to do something about it. If you're happy in your outsider status, that's a different, totally different ballgame. You're not wasting resources at all by doing things that have no effect on whether you're in or out of a particular coalition. We'll talk about coalitions in a second here, briefly. Don't waste resources. Um, the next thing is perception and power and deception. So let's talk about the difference between having power and seeming like, or, or representing yourself as having power. Uh, okay. The question is, do you care what others think about you? Or do you just compare about how much power you have, how much control over certain things, desire, you know, with respect to your desires, how much control you have over the, the, the parts of the earth that are relevant to those desires? Do you care about how you, how you seem to other people? Is that your desire to seem powerful and maybe to be powerful underneath that to some extent, but to also seem powerful or do you just care about raw power? You probably can't imagine what it's like to just care about power, not whether people know you have it, just whether you have it. I mean, it's something like, like being a hydroelectric, a hydroelectric dam. You, you, like, the dam doesn't care. The dam doesn't give a damn about how much power it 
generates. The dam is a it's like a crocodile. Oh man, this 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 is how you mix metaphors, okay? You you go big and you go small and you go inanimate and you go animate. That's how you do it. The dam, the hydroelectric dam is like a crocodile. It does not care what you think about it. And yet, snap. The crocodile has its teeth sunk into you. Power. Or jun 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 jun, which is the sound that a hydroelectric dam makes. Somehow I know this. Can you imagine a person like that? A dam person? A crocodile person? I can imagine a crocodile person. Glassy eyes, sociopath, psychopath types. We know they're hot. I mean, it's, what are the, I'm not going to, I don't know. The statistics. I've heard it's like one in 25. The crocodiles, the, the, the two-legged crocodiles that we call sociopaths or psychopaths. They don't care what you think. They don't care. Crocodiles don't care. The mountains don't care. Well, that gives them a distinct advantage. Let's think of it this way. There are two groups of people who want power. The people who just want power and then the people who also want to be known to have power or to be, to be given that status, to get like that extra power of people know you have power, right? That, that's, they, they enjoy that. We all enjoy that, right? Like you have some power over something. You can do something that people can't do or have some influence that people don't, most people don't have. Have a YouTube channel, right? Right? With 15 subscribers, most of which are different accounts owned by people in my family. Anyway, let's say there's that more fundamental central group underneath or more fundamental or below or above the group who wants to be known to have power. And they're the group that don't care. What can we think? What can we, what can thinking reveal about these people? If you only want, let's, let's start with the people who want attention. Let's call it positive deception. If you deceive positively about your power, let's say you deceive people in a way that makes or is intended to make them think that you have more power, you are wasting resources with respect to your goal. It doesn't give, it do, unless that deception actually accrues more power to you, and maybe it could, maybe that's a big gap in this little model. I said I don't have a model, I just, these are just sketches. You're wasting resources. Like if you're trying to convince a bunch of people who can't contribute to your power, they can't give you deference, they can't give you help, they can't give you access, they can't do anything to help you with, what, with your desires, achieve your intended effects in the world. You're wasting your resources trying to impress them. That's a, that's, that's a handicap. Similarly, negative deception about others' power, making other people seem like they have less power than they do, is also a waste for similar reasons. Okay, those are the people who want attention. I'm thinking every politician in history and some politicians more than others. Can I say a name? No, I'm not going to say a name. I'm not going to say a T? No, 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 no. I'm not saying a name. All right. What about people who only want power? The damn crocodiles. What about them? No handicap. They're not wasting resources on what you or I think. Think about that.
negative deception about your own power, which is to say deceiving people in the direction that they would think you have less power than you do, deceiving them negatively, making them think that you have less power than you do. This is fruitful. This can increase your power, at least by the most obvious means, which is by lowering their guard, lowering the people's guard, these, these deceived people. They don't have to worry about you. They don't know you're a damn crocodile. You're a courtier. You're, you're a... You're a you're pleasant company, right? You're pleasant company. No need to worry about pleasant company. Positive deception about others' power. Positively deceiving people about the power of others is also fruitful. You're focusing others' attention and efforts on those other people who don't have as much power as you're making them seem like they have. Those two things are the inverse of each other. The people who want attention along with their power they po- their positive deception about their own power is wasteful and their negative deception about others' power is wasteful. The, cr- the damn crocodiles, the people who don't care what you think, they only care about power. Negative deception about their, uh, about their own power is fruitful and positive deception about others' power is fruitful. These are big-time advantages, man. This is no joke. I mean, who would... <laughs> I don't want to tell this story because I just can't be sure it's true. Well, the story is true, but I can't be sure that this guy is who he said he was. Son of a bitch. This is, why did this happen to me? Okay. A guy, a, a young guy, told me he was, couldn't have been older than like 2025. 20, Which, you know, I know it sounds like, well, you can't believe anything that he's saying about his own power. Correct. That's why I don't want to tell the story. But let's say, let's say it's, we don't know if it's, just tell the story. He, he, you know, arrived in my life for what was supposed to be 30 seconds and turned into 30 minutes, a conversation, selling something. Okay. Now I've been a salesman. I know what selling something is and i know when someone's doing it and it's a lot of fun if you know the game and you know how it's played and you know you're playing it if you don't or you don't like the game it's terrible but i knew the game and i knew what was happening and i enjoyed myself quite a bit actually until the end (laughs) he was selling something and hours and it wasn't 30 minutes it was hours it was hours over two days this guy thought he was going to close me but he was never going to close me um not because he wasn't a good salesman. He, he, you know. Hours in, he claimed that he was wealthy. I know it sounds so unbelievable. But it was it was plausible. Okay, what he was saying was plausible about who he was and why he was where he was. He was basically representing himself as an idealistic kid um, who, you know, flew in on a private jet and from Europe and, you know, is a certain number of generations of wealth. And this stuff, that, this stuff is not going to sell the solar panels, okay? <laughs> That's what this was. <laughs> but he was doing, he said he was doing it, you know, to, to, to give something back to the planet, to do something good, you know. His, uh, his conscience was, was but he was, he was a rich kid, you know, old money sort of rich kid. And he said at one point, we, were, we started talking about, you know, how the world really works, blah, blah, blah. And he said he thinks about 12 people run the world. Now, of course, 
anybody who's listened to an Alex Jones or equivalent has heard that sort of thing, right? They, oh, there's a there's a small group who runs the world, and okay, there's nothing. I didn't even blink at the remark at the time. I, I should have asked him which people do you have names, but I was so uninterested in it because I was so familiar with it that I really I was having more fun with whatever direction I was going. But I, I should have I should have paused. Um, but but you know that's even if it's not even if he was misrepresenting himself uh and i don't think he was but i i can't be sure um the the idea of the cabal or the 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 12 the the majestic 12 as they as the ufo circles have have have, have named at least one group but that that's not the same as the group that's you know the bilderbergs and the cfr type people and look the idea is this. If there's a... Is it possible? Of course it's possible. Is it probable that there's a group of damn crocodiles? Not a permanent group. You know, everything's competitive. Dynamics change. People, you know, crocodiles snap at each other, right? Although human, cro- human damn crocodiles are likely to be strategic enough to not destroy each other to to continue to benefit and not to give up the 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 power of a super small group the superpower of a small group in favor of their own individual power within that group because it can all fall apart if they don't cooperate it's all about cooperation it's all about coalition and cooperation is it plausible that such a small group exists now we are immediately into conspiracy what's called conspiracy theory um which is sort of a an unfair term for the people who take this stuff seriously and think they've found evidence of actual, you know, big scale, big impact, untoward coordination of elites against the masses. But I, I, I opened the top of this by saying I'm assuming that we're in the 80%, um, not the 20%. We are the 80% outsider group or in the, in, the, in the outsider group that is 80% without power. And really... The conspiracy theorists don't say it's an 80-20 power law thing. What do they say? They say it's like a 0.008 versus, you know, 9.9992 or whatever uh, difference in, in population. It goes way back. The the claims about this sort of the, the uh, various conspiracy groups and then, you know, rolling them all together or maybe they're connected in one way or another – this has been going on for hundreds. The claims about it have been going on for hundreds, if not hundreds of years, if not more than a millennia, depending on who you read and who you believe. If there is this advantage, I mean, there are many advantages that that they might have. Supposing that this group is both pl- pos- uh, it is possible, but supposing it's plausible, um, the twelve people, um, they would have many advantages, and and they would accrue advantages over time, just the way that humans have accrued advantages especially via technology over time over the rest of the planet i mean no one's worried that the orangutans or chimps or neanderthals are going to catch up with us right but at the but at various times in history that could have very well been the case i mean we're to, to some extent we don't even have to worry about a uh you know an asteroid asteroid meteor a meteor impact uh because if we had enough warning we could still survive as a species okay that's that's an accrual of power and advantages to our species does a similarly massive accrual of relative power 
has has that happened with the with the damn crocodiles? It, I mean, they they would have been there. You only need a few of them to be like really high IQ. Combine the 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 I don't care about anything but power. I don't care if people know I have power. With wow, this math is really easy to do in my head, and these shapes are really easy to rotate. You combine those two. What if it happened in 1100 AD? What if it happened in 1100 BC? I mean, that's what that's what everybody knows. The conspiracy theorists they know it's possible. Some of them convince themselves that they know for sure. Not only that it's possible, that it's probable, and that it's actual, and that they know who it is. And I think that's you know that's that's a different ballgame. But then the people who deride them and and belittle their beliefs have convinced themselves of something almost as ridiculous, which is that it's not possible. It's not possible. It's not possible? Come off it, man. Of course it's possible. Probable? Look, let's have a discussion. But possible? Please. You're a joke. You say it's not possible. You are a joke. A not funny joke. Not the funny kind of joke. What about outsiders? Us. Us. All of us. You. Doesn't matter who you are. The, the damn crocodiles are not listening to this. Unless this somehow got shared in the future, became a sensation, and made its way to the damn crocodiles. And suddenly they know I'm a threat. Cool. That's cool. That little fantasy. It's us. You, me, every group and subgroup of which you are a part, of which I am a part. We're the outsiders. And I'm talking on the basis of the 80%. Not the, the you know, imaginary, not imaginary, but, you know, the, the hypothetical damn crocodiles. Damn dozen crocodiles. The dirty dozen crocodiles. No, the damn dozen crocodiles is better. You got to have the damn in there because it's not D-A-M-N. It's D-A-M because it has power, but it doesn't care that it has power. No. It has power, but it doesn't care what you think about it. What about outsiders? Outsiders are those of us not in a cooperative coalition. We can use the definitions, more or less definitions, given by um, Simler and Hansen, the economist. I think Simler was an economist. Robin Hansen is an economist, but elephant in the brain. Cooperative, it's a cooperative coalitions. I mean, there's a whole theory of power in there, but they don't call it a theory of power, but that's what it is. Um, an outsider is someone not in a cooperative co coalition, i.e. someone without power, compared to the coalition. It's a relative term. You're not outside in an absolute sense. You're out, outside of something, so it's a relative term. Convincing an outsider that, oh, this is, I like this. So get this. What do you do? If you're a damn crocodile, even if you're even if you're an eighty a twenty percent power type, your your inner circle type, your inner circle, what do you what's what's the most effective thing you can do to neutralize people outside trying to get in or people outside trying to take the power from your coalition or from you individually? I don't know what the most effective thing is to do, but it would be really helpful if you could convince the outsiders that they are 
insiders. Right? If you're actually an outsider and you fancy yourself an insider, that's it. You're useless. You're, you're impotent. Whatever you're going to spend your time and energy on, whatever you're going to do thinking you're not wasting your resources, are, you're going to definitely be wasting them. Because you think you're pulling on the levers of power and you're just doing what I'm doing now. It's just, it's just air motions. You're, you're pantomiming power. Waste. I, if there were real levels of po- levers of power and I do this with my fist, I am not, I'm, I'm not using my resources wisely. I'm wasting them. That's a waste. I didn't pull on the lever. But I thought I did. Why? Who was it that convinced me that I was an insider? Damn them. They made me move my fist. But I shouldn't have moved my fist. That's the situation you're in. These are there are different people who have put forward things like this. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm I mean, no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. We'll get into this more. This is not a model of power. This is, this is just pre- preliminary remarks. But imagine convincing outsiders that they are insiders. Convincing you that you're not just watching the world on a screen and talking to it. That that when you ask, what's going on out there? That you can actually find out or do something about it. I am actively embracing this delusion on a temporary basis. When I say... Retrace is about what's going on out there. Because the assumption built into that is that there's that there's some reason that there's some justification for pursuing that question. What could be the justification? It's the satisfaction of knowing? Please. How would you know if you couldn't go out and interact with it? How would you, you can't know something if you can't interact with it? You can't know it. You can't know things just by watching them. Senses are deceptive. You need a lot of different angles on something to be sure that you actually know what's going on. So the assumption in in asking a question like what's going on out there is we can go and find out. But what if we are outsiders such that it's all just on a screen, man. There's nothing you can do. In fact, I heard somebody say this crap okay I, I'm not going to come up with it right now but I need to, to dig this up there's nothing you can do yes I think it was somebody said it to oh okay I'll, I'll have to come back to that I heard somebody I mean I read somebody who that somebody said this to them there's nothing you can do anyway oh okay last but not least um, our models imply actions. If we have models of what's going on out there, we've got world model five, we've got the good model, we're starting to grope here at a power model. There, the, the, if, you, if, if you accept these models, they, have, they imply actions about uh, actions you should take in the world if you accept the meanings of the good and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I just want to throw that on there. 
action is implied. Actions are implied, but not today. References from this segment will be in the show notes. Full PDF notes at retrace.com, R-E-T-R-A-I-C-E.com. This is Retrace segment number 33. Next segment is tomorrow, 11 Eastern, 8 Pacific, p.m. We go from 11. Okay, you thought I was going to sign off, but I'm not. If you've listened this far, I want to say something to you. It's not related to what we were just talking about. Something is resonating, right? You're not going to get, we're at 28 and change, almost 29 minutes. And you haven't gone to the next thing. Now, there are things I want you to do with that resonance. But when I imagine saying them, it seems ridiculous. You know, please help me make this thing successful. Obviously, I want that. But that's you know, when people ask me to do that, I don't want to do it. So I'm not going to ask you to do it. But... And of course, the exception is you might have just left this on and be unable to turn off the video. And that's, I'm not talking to you people. I've got you captive. I've got a captive audience in you, but it's, it's against your will. I'm talking about the people who could have stopped listening and didn't. Stop the autoplay. Stop the autoplay. Whatever you're using to listen to or watch this, just consider not going on to the next thing afterward. Something's resonating. All I'm asking, and what am I asking you to do something? I can't ask you to do anything, but I'm suggesting that you think about the idea that you should do something. I don't know what you should do. Like, you are a, a, a black box to me. Of course. But we talked about on margin we talked about biasing toward action we talked about don't talk do you know the culture inside google and the culture that that you know makes most sense to a to a, a group under pressure don't talk do don't talk do don't listen or don't only listen do stop the autoplay just a suggestion and I'm talking at least as much to myself as anybody else. Signing off.